What's up, everybody? This is Paul Paquin at Golden Financial, part three here on how to build excellent credit. We're up to credit lesson number 11. Avoid restarting the statute of limitations. The quickest way to see your credit score increase is to get a collection account removed from your credit. But even if a collection account remains on your credit report, as it ages, it has less of an adver adverse effect on your credit score. In some cases, it may be better just to natural, naturally let the account fall off rather than disputing it and potentially creating an action that could restart the statute of limitations. And now you have to wait even longer for the account to fall off because you just restarted the statute of limitations. So these actions that I'm about to go over can restart a debt's statute of limitations and you want to avoid doing that. Acknowledging that you owe the debt, making a payment, entering a payment plan. Okay, if you have a debt collection account on your credit and it's scheduled to fall off next year, but the debt collection, call, the debt collection company calls you up and uh, you agree to a payment plan, you just restarted the statute of limitations on that account and now it's not going to fall off next year. So you want to avoid doing these actions. Uh, making an agreement to pay, make, making a charge on the account, and accepting a settlement offer. Before challenging a debt on your credit report, check the date that the account is scheduled to fall off. Every debt collection account on a person's credit report illustrates the projected fall-off date. Credit lesson number 12. Establish and build new positive credit. After disputing everything negative on my credit report and the creditor verifying four of the debts to be legitimate, now I was stuck with a few of these collection accounts on my credit report for another four years. Over that four-year period, I focused on what I could control. I could establish new credit, using my credit and paying the bill in full two times per month, increasing my credit limits when possible, and of course, I can't forget, I collected a lot, lots and lots and lots of cash back. That is my favorite, my personal favorite thing about using credit cards is to collect cash back. You know, you're using your card and paying it off in full twice per month. And each time you're doing that, you're collecting cash back. It's free money and it's tax free. Within four years, my last collection account would fall off my credit report, and I would finally have excellent credit. I came up with a plan here to either establish new credit, or I would get an increase in my existing credit limit on one of my credit cards every six months. Instead of paying my credit card balances once per month, I paid them twice per month. If I had only paid off my balances once per month, it's highly unlikely that I would have been able to to, that I would have been approved for new credit every six months due to insufficient payment history. So I had used and paid the balance in full twice per month and that allowed me to gain positive payment history faster and that allowed me to get either a new credit card or get an increase in my existing credit limit every six months and the plan worked out perfectly. Credit lesson number 13, have the right mixture of credit. 
you want to have four to six credit cards, a mortgage payment, a car payment, and an installment bank loan. So now you have a mixture of secured and unsecured debt on your credit. Now, when these accounts, when any type, type of credit reports on your credit report, okay, it's coded. It's coded very accurately so that not only consumers and lenders, but also credit, it's called credit scoring models. Credit scoring models can quickly identify each account that's, that you open up. Now, statistical analysis has determined that the type of accounts you have is predictive of your future credit risk. So what, what does all this mean? Um, consumers with the best credit scores, statistically, including FICO scores, tend to have a mix of different uh, types of credit accounts. So you have to think about that. Statistically, if the, the consumers in the United States that have the highest credit scores, they all have a, a mixture of, you know, four to six credit cards, a mortgage payment, a car payment, an installment loan. So that's how I came up with this tip number 13, have the right mixture of credit, because it's all based on statistical data. Number 14, how, how to get an installment loan with bad credit. After getting my first unsecured credit card, I visited the bank and opened a secured credit loan. Keep in mind, this is not something I needed to apply for because I guaranteed the loan with cash. Just like you do for a secured credit card, you just put up the cash and the bank will give you an installment loan and these are outstanding for building a high credit score. Lesson number 15. There's a direct correlation between your credit limit and your credit score. What I mean by that is when you raise your credit limit, your credit score will go up with it as long as you don't raise your debt. And the reason for this, there's a, a term called credit util, utilization ratio. If you owe $100 on your credit card and have a $1,000 credit limit on it, your credit utilization ratio is 10%. So you want to have higher credit, lower debt. That improves your credit utilization ratio. So that's why whenever possible, raise your credit limit and your credit score will go up. Right after your limit goes up, your credit score is going to go up. As long as you keep your balance paid off, like I'm telling you to do. That's guaranteed. Raise your credit limit your score is going up. Now, credit card debt. How, how does credit card debt affect your credit score? The more credit card debt you carry, the lower your credit score will be. If you have high credit card debt, you need to prioritize paying off your balances. As your credit card balances are getting paid down, simultaneously, your credit utilization ratio and credit score will both improve. You can quickly clear your credit card debt Okay, by using, there's a couple different methods, but we'll get into that in, in another podcast. But there's the debt snowball and the debt avalanche method. My favorite is definitely the, uh, the debt avalanche method because that's where you're attacking the credit card with the highest interest rate. So the idea is you want to get whatever credit card has the highest interest rate, 
pay as much as you can towards getting that account paid off because that's the one that's costing you the most money. That, that's my favorite approach, but we'll get into that in another post. Um, check out the comments here on this podcast, and I'll include a few links that show you how to clear credit card debt quickly. Credit lesson number 16. Don't apply for new credit too soon. Every six months, I would either apply for a new credit card or increase you know, my credit limit on one of my existing credit cards and I continued to, to get approved every time it worked perfect. I would never apply for credit on the same account two times in a row and within the same year. One time though, I was feeling confident because I had continued to get approved repeatedly for new credit. So I decided to apply for a credit limit increase twice in the same month. And of course I was denied. Now I had another ding on my credit and that set me back a few points. I was denied because I requested credit too much within a short period. Creditors see that type of behavior as risky behavior. They're afraid that you're just looking to get a bunch of credit to abuse and then not pay it. Credit lesson number 17. Raise your credit score 100 points. Uh, You could raise your credit score by 100 points in less than five months by using this next one I'm about to tell you. It's called the credit piggyback trick. Now, I have clients that told me that this trick has raised their credit score by up to 100 points. And I'm telling you the truth, this this trick really works. Uh, My personal experience, I didn't raise my score by that much, not by 100 points. Um, But I'll tell you how, how my experience went here, okay? So, What you want to do is get added to someone's credit card as a joint account holder. You know, it could be your mom, husband, wife, anyone that you know and trust. Just make sure that they have a high credit score. The credit card that you get added to, it needs to be a card with a high credit limit, a low balance, and a card that someone had for at least four to five years. By getting added as a joint account holder to that card, and not just an authorized user, you equally share the risk and the rewards associated with this card. So my mother added me to an eight-year-old Chase credit card, which had a $25,000 credit limit and an $8,000 balance. So that's a great credit utilization ratio, and my credit score jumped from 630 to 710 in under, it was under 120 days. It was like two to three months. Within two to three months, my score, I remember it went from a 630 to 710. And um, again, she had an $8,000 balance, but if she had a $0 balance, it probably would have jumped even higher. Now, this strategy increased my credit score faster than any other tip on, on this list that I'm giving you. So if you can do it, and, and you have bad, if you have bad credit today, that's a great way to jumpstart good credit. All right, so, oh, and let let me just give you a little bit of the technical side. Why does this trick work like magic? Okay, if you look at Vantage Score, Vantage Score combines two factors, how long you've been using credit and what type of credit you have into a single factor and considers it highly influential. Now, FICO scores break it out a little differently. 
with the length of your credit history accounting for 15% of the score and the mix of accounts making up 10%. Whether you've had credit for six months or 20 years can make a big difference in your credit score. So that's why it works. Now credit lesson number 18 talks about keeping your balance under 30% of the credit limit. And what I want to say about this point here is that I don't agree with that. Most, most experts tell you, keep your balance under 30% of the credit limit, okay? But the truth, of, the truth of the matter is this, okay? Here's better advice than that. The better advice that I'm going to give you is this. The lower your balance, the higher your credit score. Forget the 30%, 40%, forget all that. The lower your balance, the higher your credit score. As your balance goes down, your credit score will go up. FICO has noted that below 20% is good, below 10% is better, and that people who have the highest credit scores average 7% credit utilization ratio. So what this means is just pay your balance in full and you're going to be doing better than everyone. Why leave any balance? By leaving a balance, now you pay interest and it's just hurting you no matter how you look at it. Pay your balance in full. It's pretty easy. Just pay your balance in full every month and you're going to get the best of everything. Credit lesson number 19. A home mortgage loan can help build credit. At 27 years of age, I bought my first home. By this time, my credit score was about 730. A 730 credit score is sufficient to get a home loan. Now, you may not get the lowest interest rate, but you'll get approved for a home loan and you can use it to establish excellent credit. So, at first, when I first was approved, the purchase actually lowered my credit rating. But after eight months of paying on my mortgage, I started to see the benefits. I would receive alerts every month from, you know, my credit monitoring service saying something like, you know, your credit score just went up from 730 to 740. And then I, I remember getting one particular alert that said, congratulations, your, congratulations, your score just went to 750 because that was one of the goals I had set. So I remember getting that congratulations and keep up the great work. Now keep in mind, I still had some collection accounts on my credit report, which required me to put a hefty 20% down payment on my, on my home purchase. And I suffered a near 6% interest rate. At that point, I applied for a third credit card with Best Buy. Six months later, a fourth credit card, and then I was able to get my fifth credit card. And today I take great care of my credit and I'm incredibly meticulous with how I use it. All right, so just you, you want to you be the same way. I mean, be meticulous about your credit and how you use it. Now, we're almost done here. A few more tips, but the best tips are I, I saved here for last. Number 20, use credit cards for all purchases. My Bank of America card pays me over 2% cash back on all purchases. So therefore, I use this card for almost everything. Why would I pay cash when I can get a discount on the purchase if I pay by credit card? If I travel, I use my Chase travel card and I get 3% back on all travel-related expenses. 
When I get gas, I use my gas card and I get cash back on all gasoline purchases. Number 21, avoid several different inquiries. Inquiries can lower your credit score. If you get denied for a credit limit increase once, don't try again for at least 12 months and wait until you've established another 12 months of heavy credit usage, paying off your balance multiple times per month. And of course, that positive payment history, I mean, that's what you need, lots of it. So by paying, by paying off your balance multiple times per month, you can build positive payment history after doing that for another year, then maybe apply again. It's very dangerous to apply uh, you know, for, for credit right after getting denied. You're, you're almost guaranteed to get denied again. So wait a year of heavy usage and then try again. Number 22, carefully evaluate the credit cards before applying. If you're new to the world of credit, don't just apply for a credit card because they say they'll, they're going to approve you. You know, there's hundreds of credit cards. Take your time and find the right one. One last vital mistake I made during my journey from bad to excellent credit is that on my first three credit cards, I didn't carefully evaluate the credit card before getting them. They don't pay me a single penny in cash back. So I use these credit cards just to use them because I know that if they, they get closed out, that will lower my score. But man, I wish I was a little bit smarter when I first, when I, when I um, opened up my first few credit cards because I would have made sure they paid cash back. So don't make that same mistake I made. Only get a credit card that will pay you in cash back. Do your research. Number 23, don't cancel or close a credit card. As I just mentioned, when you close a credit card, it hurts your credit score. Number 24, use credit cards to increase your income. Again, I'm not going to go too, too, I don't want to keep going on and on about this, but as I just told you, I use the credit cards because they pay me cash back. So that's the same thing as getting a discount on all of my purchases. And what does that do for me? That increases my income. And cash back is tax-free. So this is tax-free money you're getting. Um, and that's it. You know, there, there's my 24 tips. And I hope these lessons have helped you. If you have any questions, you can reach out to me at Golden Financial Services. If you have debt and you can't pay your balances in full, we have debt relief programs that can save you huge money. Uh, your debt can get reduced to about 50% of what the balance is and you can get out of debt fast and then use credit repair to get the negative marks off your credit in most cases, but credit repair can help you if you finish a debt relief program, you have negative marks on your credit. Credit repair can get those negative marks off your credit in most cases. Um, at our company, we include credit repair in every debt relief program, so it's included for no extra cost. You can visit us at goldenfs. Org. That's goldenfs.org. Have a great day, everyone.